Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. We provide bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to feed your soul, expand your awareness, and free your mind to help you create a more beautiful today and a brighter tomorrow. Join us in our magical kitchen as we serve up another high-vibe snack for your soul. Welcome to another episode of Bites of Light, Snacks for Your Soul. Oh my goodness, guess what happened this week? Our book is launched. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Bites of Light, Evolving Leadership for the Spiritual Entrepreneur is available with all of the stories and medicine and vulnerable shares from all of the authors that have collaborated with us to bring this beautiful work of art to you. You know, we've been spending the last couple of months sharing all of these beautiful stories on this podcast with all of the authors. I would say we're at what, 98% of all the authors have been introduced and our book is now out in the world making its way and it's going to be very cool to see what kind of life it takes of its own right because that's what happens yeah yeah we created this thing we've put it out into the world and now it has its own energy to to create and become yeah you know as much or as little as it will be it's yeah super fascinating it has been an incredible journey to step into this ring and produce medicinal art with a whole bunch of other people. It has been such an incredible ride. There has been really high highs and deep traumatizing lows that all of us have gone through either individually or collectively. And the amount of medicine that was birthed within, even in this project was huge for us. Yeah, if you if you wonder how that's possible with writing a story, sit down and and try to write out a story from your life that was very impactful, maybe even traumatic, and then try to write down all the lessons you learned from it and how you use that to grow. And then you'll experience what that's like, the level of of depth that these authors go through, the level of healing that it requires to be able to do that to put words on paper to share with others from some of our most vulnerable and traumatic events in life is huge. So, I mean, a huge kudos to all the authors in our book and and every book that comes out through our, through Brave Healer Productions that are doing similar work. Like these authors are stepping up to be vulnerable with their personal stories because even though those things that are there, even those things that are very personal to us, are often relatable to way more people than we think. And by sharing those stories, by these authors sharing their stories with you and everyone else that picks up the book, it is an opportunity to connect with somebody who's gone through something you've gone through, see what they've done to heal it and give you the tools and the medicine to allow you to do the same. So it's huge work that we're doing. So honored that everybody has joined us, all the authors that have joined us. And And then the next big question is, why did we choose this? Like, why did we choose leadership and entrepreneurship? And how does, you know, what what was the intention behind that? Mm -hmm. You know, that's probably something we haven't covered in in all of our other interviews with the authors and and Mm -hmm. on the podcast so far. Well, it really, you know, there's this, we can see what's happening in the world. 
you know, the, the paradigm shift is here that, you know, the patriarchal ways are being dismantled and everybody's trying to figure out how are we going to show up? What does authenticity mean? And there's lots of one of one of our mentors called them, you know, taco shamans on, on every stand, taco shaman stands on every corner, right? And and everybody's jumping on this bandwagon to do this work, you know. And I feel like writing and putting it on paper and going through the process that we take people through, these are humans that are walking their talk that actually are doing the work because there's another layer. Like it's it's okay to put on a mask and and you know present yourself one way to the world, but to take that mask off and share your most deepest, darkest, terrifying secrets, not only just in written word, because that's the first piece. And then the second piece is we encourage the authors, and this is the optional piece, to come and talk about it on the podcast and then go share it into the world. That is next level again. And so we're witnessing and holding space for our authors to now step into this space of getting on the digital screen and talking about what was written in their chapters. And I can remember the first time I did it in Love Warriors, which was a bestseller with Brave Healer Productions, and Seth did it in Mindset Mastery. At the same time, we chose different books. And I can remember the first podcast I did to talk about that traumatic space because I chose to dive deep and talk about an incident that literally ruled my life for decades. And it was terrifying. Putting it in words and then sharing it verbally, even though it was just a little bit, it was like a 15 minute podcast that changed my life. Like people need to understand doing this also is a form of healing. Absolutely. And and it's the difference between, you know, like she, like you mentioned, the, 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 the shaman stands on every corner, like the taco stands. And it, it's because the, the words getting out there, shamanism as a practice is spreading, which is great because it's not, you know, one thing to clear up is what does that mean? You know, shamanism is not a religion. It is a practice. It is a, a journey. Shamanism is just the intent to discover the true essence of who you are and unlearn all the things that modern society has told you who you are. So shamanism is just the practice of getting down to the truth, not not someone else's truth, not the things you've been told should be your truth, but getting down to the truth of you, your true essence. So this word is spreading. And so people hear it and go, that sounds really good. Like, I want to do that too. And so they'll take and start parroting those words out and say, look, I'm, I'm one of these shamans, right? The, the ones we call shamans are the ones that are teaching. They are practicing shamanism. They are practitioners of the shamanistic practices. And they say, look, I'm, I'm a shaman now because I'm, I'm sharing these words with you. But they haven't done the work. They haven't embodied the work. They understand it. But they're not embodying it. And there's a danger in that, you know, so we are practicing shamanic practitioners. Does that make us shamans? Sure, maybe, but we're only going as far as we've gone ourselves. You know, if I can't go into my vulnerable spaces and and go into those dark corners, I'm not going to ask you to do that. And not, and you don't have to go into those spaces, but if you want to move past the things that are holding you back, you need to find a practitioner that is capable, who has been 
through the valley of death and come out the other side to help you walk through. Because the other side's amazing. The walk through isn't necessarily great. You know, anybody tries to sell you on the fact that that's good, you just need to turn around and go the other way. Because the walk through the valley of death is wrought with challenge. Ruthless. And the other side is where heaven lies. Yeah. So, you know, so that's part of this is that shamanistic practice, being careful with, with so many people saying it, how do you vet who is capable of doing it? Well, see who's doing the work. Yeah. You know, if they're doing the work, they're not afraid to put their stories out in writing. They're not afraid to show that, 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 that vulnerability, which is really our own interpretation of these stories. What happened to us happened to us. Whether we choose to share it or not is up to us. How we choose to perceive it is up to us. And every author in this book and all these other collaborative books that are bringing you this medicine, they are all leaders. They are leading the way in the shamanistic practice and shamanism. They are showing people, you, how to go into those corners, go into the shadows, make friends with the shadow so it no longer has power over you. It doesn't necessarily have to go away. You just take the power back from it. And then you'll find you forget about it and it vanishes. So that leadership, that evolving leadership, is not what we think of in modern culture as leadership. It's not about being in charge of a group. It's not about being in charge of an organization. It's about how you show up. It's an internal state of being, a way of being. And that's where the leadership, the evolving leadership is. Getting it evolving from this concept that's been perverted by capitalism and industry and getting it back to the truth of what it is, which is an inside game. You are the leader of your life. Start acting like it. And if you can't lead yourself, you know, take responsibility with that and know that you can't lead others if you can't lead yourself, right? It does start here. It does start within. If if you're uncomfortable going into dark places with other humans, that's because you're not comfortable of going into that dark space within yourself. Right. So there's this space of really being radically honest with yourself because lying to yourself is not going to get you anywhere and really owning where you're at and moving forward. If you do choose to lead other people and that's what this book really is all about is, is helping people define what leadership looks like and where are you on that spectrum? Because everybody's here to learn. Mm -hmm. everybody has a mastery in something and everybody's at kindergarten with something else so this is not a judgment space I totally know where I'm in kindergarten and I totally know where I've spent decades mastering certain things and we need to be able to own both we need to be able to own our gifts and we need to be able to hold that humility of the things that we know we're in kindergarten with and own it and love both right? That we're here to learn and, and nobody knows everything. So really owning where you're at and what your gifts are is what we're here to try to help people discover for themselves. Right. It's just a matter. It's just what is, it, you know, being aware of it, it's just, it helps you know where to practice, you know, but our, our society has made it 
made us feel like we should be ashamed if we don't know certain things or all things or whatever. So we, we get embarrassed. Well, well, I'm sorry. I don't know that. Well, what are you sorry for? Why should you know that? If you're aware that you, now I'm aware that I don't know that. Now that you say I'm aware, I don't know that. I'd like to learn more. And sometimes you go, I'm aware that I don't know much about that. And I don't care right now. I don't want to learn more about that right now. Maybe later. (laughs) There is so much authenticity in owning that you just don't know. And it's okay. We choose to live in the mystery. There's a lot of things we don't know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's magic there. There's magic and there's power in just allowing the universe to guide you, knowing that you don't know what's coming next. Because even with this book, it's birthed. We have no idea what's going to happen with it. And we're excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the unknown is a wonderful place. When you can get comfortable in the unknown, that's when you can really just let loose and let things unfold you know, let faith be the guide, let your intuition guide you and not know what's going to happen and not care. Cause you know, that the, that source, the universe, God, they, they want what's best for your highest good. And sometimes what that is, is really rough lessons that feel like they're being mean, but it's just there to teach you something. And other times it's saying, okay, you're doing the work here's, and you, and you are getting out of your own way. Here's the beautiful expression of that, that you get to experience. But either way, the things that come to us are there for us. And that's another big piece of, of that, that leadership and stepping into this leadership role is recognizing that I'm no longer going to be the person that things happen to. I'm not going to be a victim in my own story because it is my story. Ultimately, if I don't like my situation right now, I have the choice, however hard that choice may feel, to stand up and walk out. And we have made some ruthless choices over these last two years. Yeah, absolutely. You always have the choice, no matter how hard it feels or how wrong it feels because of the beliefs you've been instilled with. You always have the choice to just get up and walk out and start over. So choices are choices. And if you, and as Seth said that, if you heard that, oh, but what if, those are the voices. Yeah. That's the energy that we're trying to bring your attention to. Those are the beliefs that have been been given to you by others. (laughs) Yeah. So that resistance is huge, right? Exactly. Like Angel's saying, when you, when you hear those words, like you always have a choice and you come up with a hundred reasons to justify why you don't have a choice, explore those. And understand where you're giving your power away. Those things are controlling you because you're allowing them to control you. And it doesn't mean you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as my mom used to always say. You can just awareness. Oh, I see now that there's things that I don't like in my life. I'm going to start making little micro changes and see how that affects things, right? You don't have to, to topple it all down to the ground. You could just make some additions or remove this wall to open up the room more. Like you don't tear your house all the way to the ground just because you don't like the way the kitchen is. So It can be gradual. It can be small. Sometimes it's big. And what I love about the authors that we've collected to work with us in this book is they all have their own vibration of medicine. They all can meet in that space of source and hold that energy. And 
the amount of different languages that were brought into each chapter, it's going to be really cool to see what chapters resonate with everybody. So I'm encouraging you to let us know which, yes. which ones did impact you and yeah. how did you feel about it? Because these, they are so light filled and you know, these chapters act as mirrors. You know, you will identify with some of the chapters stories because humans, humans all experience the same kind of emotions we just create different stories around those emotions. You will feel the energy and you will feel the emotions of a certain thing with each chapter, it's a certain theme. So if you tap into the energy and the emotion, you will be able to heal some things that are happening within you by reading these chapters. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, having the medicine at the end you know, we don't want to just stir it all up and bring all bring all your stuff up to the surface and then leave you hanging. So there's all these beautiful medicinal tools after each chapter that you can experiment with and see what tools work best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing about exploring your beliefs is don't feel threatened. <clears throat> your beliefs will feel threatened. Your ego will feel threatened but know that you still have choice there. When you find a belief, you get to just explore it. You get to just look at it like, and think, is this a belief that's serving me? Or is this a belief that's harming me? And then you can decide to keep it or get rid of it or move it aside. And I'll explore that one later. I can't, I can't really figure that one out. So you still have, you still, again, are creating that life. So just because we, we all have beliefs, the question is, are you aware of your beliefs or are they running your life in your subconscious mind and you and creating things that you're not aware of, causing you to be that person that things happen to, the victim of your story? Once you become aware, then you become the hero of your story who is now aware of that and can create the life by looking at those beliefs. Is this belief creating a joyous and, and happy beautiful magical world for me yes or no all right no yeah buts right. yes or no if it is great i'd hang on to that one who cares if it's right or wrong if it's yeah. if it's creating joy and freedom and abundance in your life who gives a shit if it's right yeah, or wrong? but my mom doesn't like it right or my <laughs> friends will think i'm weird if right. i keep that and live that space people may judge me well are you more afraid of being judged or more afraid of being miserable would you prefer to be free? Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a, like you got to go in and throw everything out and start over. It's just start paying attention, start becoming aware of what's going on inside of you. Start taking back that, that leadership of your life that, that maybe you've been giving away and start owning that responsibility. You, you mentioned it earlier, you know, kind of touched on it that we call it radical responsibility. You know, responsibility is a, a theory and an idea that's out there that we all think we have a good idea of what it means to be responsible, do what you do what you say you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. Well, radical responsibility goes further. Radical responsibility means you are 100% responsible for everything in your life because you have either created it, either 
you've created it either unconsciously or consciously, or you have allowed it to be in your life by not saying something. But you're responsible for it being there. This is part of stepping into that leadership role in your own story. Saying, okay, if I'm the one that's creating this story, if I'm the leader of my story of life, what do I want to have in here? What do I want to write? What I have do that, I need to pull? Right. I have exactly. How do I want my garden to look? You know, do I want my roses drowning in milkweed? Yeah. You know? So taking that step, acknowledging that you are responsible 100% for everything, good, bad, or indifferent, is one, super empowering, and two, can be super deflating for a minute. Like, oh my God, all these things that I don't like, I've allowed or created. But the power, the empowering piece is you get to change that. And you have all the control to change that. It might mean some uncomfortable decisions, but on the other side of that uncomfortable, the other side of that unknown, it's where the magic happens. And in the book, each one of these authors is talking about a story that had a lot of uncomfortable, some trauma, some not so much trauma, but a lot of uncomfortable, a lot of unknown, a lot of faith in the medicine that they share with you to move them through it. And then that hero's journey where they end up on the other side and they see the beauty that came from that experience, however traumatic it might've felt in the moment. And understand you don't have to do this by yourself. No. Right? There, no. there, there are some pieces that, you know, the lone wolf has to go off and do that inner stillness piece. Once you've taken a piece of medicine, you know, you got to chew it and digest it and let it sink into your soul. Yeah. But, you know, having community and having having people to collaborate with and share in a healthy space, you know, there it goes to all spectrums of being hyper-independent and alone in a traumatized space and being codependent, right? There is a balance. You can have community and still do your inner work by yourself. Right. You know, we we teach that everybody is a tree and you root your tree down into Mama Gaia, straight underneath you. And then tap roots come out to the side where you join your communities. But you are a sovereign tree standing on your own two pillars of light that we call legs, right? We're not here to throw you over our shoulders and firemen carry you. <laughs> no, that, that hurts people's backs. Right? <laughs> it is about standing beside each other and holding hands when we need to, but you have your two solid feet underneath you and you're doing your work and we stand beside you. Yeah, and, in, and there's there's room for everyone. There's room for everybody that is decided to be the hero of their journey. And just because you decide to be the hero of your journey, I mean, how many you've seen lots of movies and read lots of stories. The hero falls on their face sometimes. And that's what community's for. Yeah. You know, not not to have a oh poor me pity party, but a hey, I was I'm I'm doing the things and, and I I just keep banging my head against the wall. Do Does you anybody, have some yeah, suggestions? Any suggestions? Something I can something I'm missing. Because oftentimes we just can't see our own shit. It's too close to our face. Yeah. So having guides and advisors and community is really there to help you see your own stuff to move past it. And, you know, that's where the community comes in. 
And that's, you know, we provide some community if you're looking for it. Um, you can always find that, you know, you can find that on our website. Come join in that community. Find a community because it is important. We are here to connect. No one can do the work for you. The work is inside. The real work we're here to do is an inside job. But along with that, we're here to thrive and have joy and connection and live life. Yeah, humans are 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 created to collaborate and have community. Our goal now is to find healthy ways to do that that is away from the guru narrative. Yes. Yeah, there's not just one person out there that can teach you everything you need to know. There's lots of people that can teach you lots of different things. Every person you encounter in your life has something that you can learn. When you start approaching every relationship, and by relationship, I mean every encounter with anything. You have a relationship with nature, with every human you encounter on a regular basis. Every one of those relationships has something to teach you. And when you come at life from that perspective, you start learning on a deep soul level in ways you never have learned before. And the growth internally happens sometimes so fast, you don't even realize it's happened until you put yourself in an old situation that feels so uncomfortable and abnormal. And, and then you recognize how much you've changed and grown. And then you go, why did I like this before? Right, right. <laughs> and that's okay, right? We're allowed to change, we're allowed to grow and evolve. Yeah. You're allowed to like different things and not want to do things you used to do. And not only are you allowed, it's healthy. Yeah. You know, we see these people that get stuck in the same routines over and over and over again. And it's tradition. And this is the way and the black and white, my right, you're wrong. And that serves nobody. Mm -mm. One of one of our, our teachers and very good friends, Don Jose Ruiz, once told me, and it was one of the most powerful things that I had heard maybe to date, which is the most, the, the greatest act of love that you can give to somebody else is to allow them to live their story. You want other people to allow you to create your story. Give that back to others. Give that act of love to others. Observe their story. Allow them to live it. If it doesn't jive with your story, that's okay. That's what boundaries are for. Boundaries are not about getting other people to do what you want them to do. Boundaries are about saying, this is what I accept in my life. And the things that don't mesh with that just don't need to be in my life. So we, we allow other people the same thing we want, right? The, the golden rule. It's been out there for years. And I don't think most people understand it to its depth, like yeah. responsibility. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you want to be loved unconditionally, love unconditionally. If you don't want to be judged, don't judge. If you want to be treated a certain way, treat others that way. It's a universal law. What you put out will come back. What you don't put out sometimes will also come back. Yeah. So just owning some of those things as we as we take this step into this into this next what the the Andeans say this next pechacuti, this mm -hmm. next era of light that we're all feeling, right? That's why we're seeing the patriarchy being destroyed because they've not been living in the light and the light is coming and shining on the darkness. And all of these really perceivedly horrific things, sex trafficking and 
you know, abuse of children that that's been happening in these high powered, high money circles. It's all the lights being shed on all of it. And that's all being crumbled. And it's all being just scattered to the winds as this new era of light is coming in. Because enough people are finally standing up and have gained enough power within. And they're saying, no, yeah, this is not okay. They've taken control back of their story and they're creating boundaries. And with that, you start pushing those things that are no longer acceptable out to the fringe, what used to be mainstream, right? You know, and in the middle ages, it's like the Kings would do whatever they wanted right in front of everybody, no matter how horrible or immoral it was. And that was mainstream. And it's been like that. Like we kind of have hit our heads in the sands, but it's been like that here in the U S people with money and power. They do whatever they want. They just, they've kind of been doing it behind closed doors now because it's a little less okay. But now it's all being, the light is shining and it's all being pushed out to the fringe. And, and that's why it's so important that this book is burst right now during this cycle on yes. the summer solstice. We are infusing the world with more light and we'll see what happens. Yes. Shine your light. That's yes. part of it. That responsibility, that embracing the unknown, that faith in this and the source of all creation to provide, that is your light gets brighter. Every time you disconnect from something, every time you let go of some judgment, every time you let go of some shame, every time you work through a trauma, you take back that power and that power is your light and it shines brighter. You stand stronger and you help all of us together create that beautiful world that is possible. That world where nobody suffers, that world where nobody goes hungry, nobody goes without water, it's possible as we all continue to shine that light brighter and brighter. Thank you so much for joining us yes. and following us along this journey that we have no idea where it's going as yeah. well. It's just so exciting to live in the unknown and live in the mystery and have that faith that what we are doing will reach whoever it needs to reach, even if it's just one person. Yeah. We've done the thing. You just take divine action, yeah. divinely inspired action, and that's what the book and is. And then you let it go. Yeah. So thank you for witnessing our journey. Thank you for witnessing the birth of our first book, Yes. collaborative book together yes yay more light more bites of light more bites of light and we will see you on our next podcast all our love all our love thank you for sharing your time and energy with us the best way to help us spread this message is to rate review and subscribe if this episode impacted you in any way share it with others post about it on social media or put something in the comments also, check out our website for upcoming events and books at www.roarrevolution.com. All our gratitude and love. All our love. See you soon.